and good morning everyone uh good day to you all it is a beautiful saturday morning here in the queen city my name is latanya worsham and you are watching the stretch with latanya and also again my very special guest and co-host executive strategist dr tony emma hill welcome tony Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Again, like I said, always a pleasure, a delight and a privilege to be in the presence of the one and only Latanya Warsham. <laughs> well, God bless you, sis. You know, I tell you, um, you are like a light on the top of a hill always. Okay? <laughs> and one thing I do know when we have you on the Max Global or on the stretch, you know, truly it's a blessing because because you always bring the meat and the potatoes, okay? <laughs> so today, we're pretty much, we are segueing from where we left off last week. Boy, I want to very quickly thank our viewers that watched. Man, we had over a good uh, two, maybe, uh, I would say close to, including LinkedIn, a good close to a thousand hits. So it was wow. really a blessing. So thank you to everyone that's been, uh, you know, chiming in and getting involved in the conversation. I know before I mentioned we were going to take callers, we'll play it by ear. You know, that's pretty much how we work and, uh, you know, just uh, have a good time. So am I my sister and my brother's keeper is what we talked about. Part one on radio, part two last week, today, part three. Tony, am I truly my brother and sister's keeper? And the other question we want to ask today in relation to that is, are we surviving? Are we thriving? Or are we becoming divided? What's your thoughts on that? Well, I think the um, the answer to that lies in our individual roots and how rooted we are. Um, I, I liken that to the um, concept of redwood trees in the redwood forest. Um, if anyone is familiar with that, if not, um, I challenge you to take the content from this broadcast and look up the history and the dynamics of redwood trees. Mm. Each tree is planted about six to 12 feet underground. That's about the, the bandwidth or the stretch of their roots. But mm -hmm. in any redwood tree forest, what you will find is that the redwoods grow together. They thrive together. They survive together. They maintain together because their, their roots are interconnected. They're interwoven with each other. So you can't pull on a tree from the right without pulling on the next tree from the left. You Absolutely. can't pull on one without pulling on the other. So the answer to that question is how rooted are you and what are your roots connected to? So mm. if, if I am rooted as an individual and what mm -hmm. comes in me and what comes out of me nourishes the environment that I'm in, then I can count on the next tree, that next individual, my sister, my brother that I am connected to. When, when the storm comes and it's pulling on me, I can count on the roots of my brother or my sister to stretch along with me to keep me aligned. Now, if my roots aren't connected, then I'm just like the wind that's blowing. 
Mm. I want to lean on you as opposed to trying to support you. So I believe that that answer becomes really grounded in the strength of your roots. You know, mm. do you have mm-hmm. roots that stretch, not just for your survival, but for the survival of others around you? What are mm. you, can I, look, the, the real question is, is can I trust your roots? Yeah, uh, absolutely. Can I trust your roots and far? how far and where do these roots extend out? That's right. Because it's about the connection. It it is about the connection. Mm -hmm, So, mm -hmm. so if, if are we striving, are we thriving? Are we surviving? Are we divided? If you are one who is planted all on this Island by yourself, then your roots are only as good as what I can see above ground. And what's above ground could be cut down just like that. that. Mm-hmm. Because you're not rooted or connected to anything else, you know. Right. The 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 answer to whether or not I can trust your roots is my proximity to you and how close I am to you. What are you feeding into you that would strengthen your roots? Mm-hmm. What's coming out of you that would nourish the environment that you're in? And through observation and through trying to build this friendship with you, this relationship with you. Um, if I see that those things aren't um, credible, then why would I connect to you? Right. So, yeah, sometimes the divide is necessary because mm-hmm. you should only be connected to those that are like minded with you, mm. meaning they believe in and they value the things that you value, because otherwise they won't be able to stretch along with you when you're mm-hmm. exercising your value and expressing your value in a thing and they have mm-hmm. no knowledge of it. Mm, very true. And, you know, I think about that, Tony, and that's pretty in depth. I already told y'all before, I'm going to tell you again, <laughs> you need to come ready. Okay. <laughs> so with that being said, you know, as we talk about these roots, Tony, um, and you say it depends on how deep those roots go, you know, you'll always have those in the different relationships and friendships that will say, well, you know, either that's just the way I am, or they'll say something like, well, like-minded, I mean, this is just who I am. People are not always willing to change, bend, flex, go deeper, um, fall back. They're not in a place where, or they'll say they're not in a place, but I found that it's not so much that they're not in a place to do it. Sometimes there's a lack of willingness because it challenges them through the different seasons to walk that thing out. So I hear what you're saying there and and I can, um, appreciate that because I hear that a lot. Um, well, I am who I am. What you see is what you get. Well, I, I stand firm that what I see is a symptom mm-hmm. of who mm-hmm. you have become because of what you have seen. Now, that is not who you really are, because the moment you start throwing up an excuse, because that's exactly mm-hmm. what that is, it's mm-hmm. an excuse to cover up a symptom. It's an excuse to um, justify a symptom. It is an excuse Mm -hmm. that um, tells me that there's a heart issue and a heart uh, posture Mm -hmm. that needs to be attended to. 
Yeah. And therefore, again, we're talking about roots and origin. You know, you have to look beyond what that person is saying and look to the place from which it was birthed out of. Mm. Normally, when you hear statements like that, it's because it was birthed out of a circumstance, birthed out of an offense, a scar mm. left from a wound or something like that. And so what you're really dealing with is the symptom. So I always um, tell folks that are entering into new relationships with me is um, love me. Let me love you. Tell me how I can love you. The right. only way we can build an authentic relationship is by you sharing with me through an authenticity about your experiences. The same is with me. If I can't right. share with you at a deeper level, the authenticity of my experiences, those areas where I'm really hurt, then what are we doing? We just have a surface relationship that's going to be based on symptoms and it's not rooted enough for us to be able to combine our roots, our mm. roots to mm -hmm. um, support one another. Well, because when that's you, where the support <laughs> and the stretch comes from. That's very true. And that goes back to my point is the willingness to be uh, adaptable, the willingness to be willing to stretch, in other words, mm -hmm. because, you know, we hear people say things like, Tony, um, we ought to teach people how we should be treated or teach people how we want to be treated. But sometimes it's one sided. One person is willing to take the relationship deeper. And we're talking in relation to friendships and, and so forth. But, you know, the willingness to take that brother and sisterhood deeper. Some people like, hey, I, I'm willing to go with you, but I don't want you tapping into my world because you'll find out that I have more than one symptom. Right. And we can't go any further unless I can get to the root of all those symptoms, because mm -hmm. the last thing I want to do is catch your cold. <laughs> uh, yeah. And then and something else. Too. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, right. I, I don't want to I don't want to catch that, because what right. I will do is I will start passing it on to other people. Mm -hmm. And so. Yeah. If if we are healing together, if you mm -hmm. will allow me to walk alongside of you through this right. healing process, whatever that is. And again, really what I'm talking about is that getting into a greater knowledge of one another, because I have to know you. You have to know me. I have to know your roots. You have to know my roots. That is the only way it is they're they're going to bind to one another. Think about it in terms of like um and not quite at this level, but when you're talking about organ donation and, and transplants. So if I'm going to give you my kidney for this moment to help you become stronger, to help you to survive, then my kidney has to be able to bind to your body. Mm -hmm. Right. It, it mm -hmm. has they have there has to be a congruency there that that it will bind. And the only way for the doctors to know that is to study both bodies to see right. how you will combine and align. And mm -hmm. I think any relationship where it's one-sided, uh, the body will reject that organ. The oh, strength yeah. of that relationship will begin to, the relationship itself will reject the dichotomy of the relationship because there is no congruency there. 
Yeah. And we have to think about that in our relationships. If they cannot be one-sided, they have to be reciprocal. And mm-hmm. there has to be reciprocal understanding and not just this surface level understanding. Mm-hmm. If you think that that's just who I am, I need to understand who you are and why you are the way and you And what are. does that mean? <laughs> exactly. Be- because it means mean? different things to different people. And, and, and the challenge is, is when we pick up these terms and mm-hmm. we pick up these phrases from other people that we've heard say it, but we have no idea the place from which it was said, but we carry mm-hmm. it and we make it ours. And it's so unfitting. It's so unfitting. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, my, my thing now, and, and, and particularly as we have moved into this realm of watching people's lives through a screen like this is, you know, are you are you trying to become something that you've seen or are you trying to become who you really are? Because mm. I can't connect with you until you are who you really are. Right. Right. And and that's so true. And I, I love how you said, um, you know, allowing me to learn more about you. Give me that yes. opportunity because I'm going to give that to you. You know, I find too, in coaching, a lot of times we have to ask people, will you give me the permission to get closer? You know, and mm-hmm. yeah, I, I think it's, it, it runs so deep, Tony, that, uh, and, and we're dealing with so many issues today with people where they are also, you know, you got to remember now we've just coming off of this pandemic, you know, and we're still in it. People think yeah. we're kind of jumping. No, we're still in this thing. Yes, and the interesting thing about that is a lot of people have dealt with isolation. So there hasn't been a lot of the norms, if you will. I don't think we'll ever go back to a norm. So when we talk about reestablishing some of these, quote, relationships, because a lot of people have become distant. They've only been by phone. So now we've got, uh, if I may, you know, we've only got, uh, shall we say, or shall we're going into more new societal or new social norms unlike ever before. Well, and and I believe that when you know what it is that you are seeking in life, when you are proceeding toward a life of fulfillment, um, you know, trying to uncover and and walk in your greatest potential, Mm -hmm. um, you become the commander um, of your norm what that looks like and what it should look like for you. You know, I think about this um, season of isolation and through COVID and social distancing and all of that. I've probably met some of my greatest life friends that I never knew were there, but yet I knew they were there through this process. And so um, friendships are, are built and strengthened based on the amount of time that you're willing to put into it. I mean, you look at you and, and, and myself, we mm-hmm. met probably around 2006, 2007, wow. somewhere along there. Wow. Or was it earlier? No, actually it was earlier. It was more like 2003, <laughs> more like That's crazy. Wow. So, so all friendships will require time because mm-hmm. it takes time to get to know one another. And again, mm. last week we talked about, we talked about, you know, um, flight or fight. 
Are you going to fight for the relationship or are you going to flee away from it at the, the, you know, the earliest signs of trouble? But when mm -hmm. you're committed to a thing, you're committed to it and you hang in there so that you truly can learn one another. I, when I get engaged in new committees or new um, boards or new um, business arrangements, there's always this period of time where you uh, get to know one another, get to know right. one another learn one another's work styles. Mm. And mm -hmm. you have to give the relationship its due time to be able to know whether or not it's going to be a A-level relationship or a C-level relationship. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Is this person going to become a very close friend and confident of mine? Or am I going to allow them to remain at the associates level? So- <laughs> That really, really, that that really depends on not just me making that decision, yeah. but the nature of the relationship will make that decision for us. Because right. you, you may not want to be my confidant; you may just want to be an associate and say that's TMI. And that's and, right. and if that's TMI for you, then that tells me where our relationship should go and what the boundaries of it are. Right, so, so, mm -hmm. so, and, and I will tell you, listen, don't trust me with yourself because we're not at that relationship level. And it takes, not at a, level. Right. It, it takes a mature person to tell another person that mm. we're not at that level. You may not want to trust me with that. Because mm. I wouldn't I trust, trust you. Good. Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, and mm -hmm. that's the reality. That's right. Mm -hmm. And that's the reason why I was laughing, because I think about the fact that people really don't think about what they think about. They don't think about these um, dynamics that really play a huge role as to why the relationship is where it is. Yes. Yes. And that's a big deal. You even mentioned back to the roots. You said, can I trust your roots? Yes. Right. To be entangled. I don't want to use that word. Not in the world we not, live in not, today. Not, not the way they, they mess. Yeah, not the way they Let's back that up. You know, can my Connected. roots be intertwined with your roots? Yes. And we be like-minded and grow together. Yes. Yes. Because truly at the end of the day, that's what it's really about. It's about growing together. It's about stretching mm -hmm. one another. Can I help you stretch toward your goals? Can you help Absolutely. me stretch toward mine? You know, in, in the time of the storm, can, can I can I depend on the strength of your roots to pull me back to the left when the storm is blowing me down on the right? Um, and then what truly also happens, and you can probably think about times when it's happened like that in your own relationships where um, you have had to call a friend to help a friend, right? Mm -hmm. that, that's mm -hmm. how the root system works. That's mm -hmm. how the root system works. That you have yeah. had, that friend may not have had exactly what you wanted, but that friend called a friend that they were connected to. And then it circled all the way back to the friend whose roots you're directly connected to, to help them from falling over in the storm. Mm, and in the that's storm. what being my brother and my sister's keeper really is all about. I don't, and, and, and let me make this, this clarification. Mm -hmm. In that particular scenario, it was a brother or a sister, five roots down, five mm -hmm. trees down that helped mm -hmm. the, the tree in first position. 
If my roots are strong enough and planted in the right place, I've been feeding myself and nurturing myself with the right things. It doesn't matter where this other tree is because of who I am. I'm going to stretch in order to keep that brother, or that sister from falling. Mm. So that's what being my brother or my sister's keeper is all about. It's all yeah. about what you have inside of you. It's all mm. about your roots, because that's going to tell me a lot about your strength and your ability to be adaptable so that you can be compatible for me to connect to. And then together yeah. we become teachable to learn what we what each one of us needs to be to help and support the other. That's very true. Let me read one of the comments too, Tony. It says, uh, some people don't ever want their roots to be revealed because they want to always appear whole and well, and they don't want others to know they have underlying issues that need attention and fixing and restoring. Your thoughts? That person either needs a counselor or a coach because they're not comfortable with who they are. That's a person that has uh, low self-esteem and they don't believe in themselves. See, I believe in myself enough to know that even if I show you my broken roots, right. the roots that have been torn, because you know, root, root, the thing about roots is that it's not like one big root all together, like one monologue. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That, that root is something that has branches and spread. So if I show you my broken roots, I have confidence enough in me and who I am and the woman who I'm coming to be that you will still love me even through my brokenness. And as I expose it, you can help me mend it because obviously God has put you in my life for a reason. And yeah. maybe there's one of these broken pieces that you have been put here to help me smooth the edges around and mm. bounce back and recover from. So you can you can never be you can never be wholly effective in anything you do when you're running mm-hmm. around being afraid of exposure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You're not being authentic. You're not being right. true to yourself, and you're not being true to others. Mm, that's true. And you know, I think about. Um, Sometimes, you know, like we're utilizing this particular platform, social media, Facebook, Twitter, uh, LinkedIn, Instagram, you know, the stats have or statica, they call it dot com may mention that the use of social media has gone up tremendously. Matter of fact, it says here in uh, the digital 2020 reports uh, says that, you know, more than 4.5 billion people now use the Internet while social media users have passed the 3.8 billion mark. Let me tell you something. The statistics have shown that we are on social media up to 6.42 hours per day day. in the U.S. So with that being said, and we talk about, you know, the roots and talk about building these friendships and these things where people do what I call perpetrate. Sometimes, you know, what they claim to be, we're stretching the day. You know, they want to have this look, Tony. They want to give off this impression that, hey, I'm good. So, Mm -hmm. you know, 
where do we go from there? Because I'm concerned when we talk about being our brother and our sister's keeper is what about our young people? Because they are experiencing something which we kind of dipped into a little bit last week. And that is that self-identity, you know, dealing with their roots, dealing with their storms. It's crying out now all the more on social media and they're on it for those type of hours. And that included adults, by the way. Mm -hmm. So I I think in terms of our young people, um, they have parents and parents have a role in helping our young people establish their roots. You know, they don't sprout roots without the adults in their lives, helping them to sprout and, and, and help direct those roots where they need to grow. And mm-hmm. so if you have a young person in your um, home or in your sphere of influence that is on social media and you're not connected to and tapping into what they're tapping into, mm-hmm. knowing what they're feeding into them, then you're part of their problem and their blood will be on your hands. So, so when I say that you don't have to Um, insert yourselves in their lives in such a way that it becomes adversarial or controversial, but get them to talk about, you know, Hey, what are you listening to? Hey, I want to hear that. You hear, listen to If they're, they're bopping to a song and you see a video Mm -hmm. on their screen or they're Mm -hmm. on Snapchat and you watch their behavior and you see them laughing and giggling. Hey, what's so funny? Share it with me. I want to laugh too. Right. So you're not (laughs) doing it in an attacking way, but you're doing it in a uh, mode of curiosity. And mm-hmm. I feel that if if parents were more curious, if aunties and uncles were more curious, if godparents were more curious when these young people are running around with these electronic apparatuses in their hand, just yeah. approach it from a position of curiosity. Hey, what's making you laugh today? Oh, I saw, you know, whatever you just saw brought you so much joy. Can I see it? Was that a TikTok? Okay, get curious about it. Oh, yeah. That way you can see what it is that they're ingesting. And once mm-hmm. you see what they're ingesting, no, you don't scold them about it, but you just right. have conversations about it. Have conversations yes. about it. You know, what about that intrigued you? So now you mm. have to go beyond just that surface smile that they had. Find mm-hmm. what was that intrigued them. You know, was it the violence in it? Was it the lust in it? What was it? What was it? Exactly. And, and, and yeah. now you positioned yourself to redirect their roots. We find ourselves mm-hmm. doing a lot of redirecting uh, in the Emma Hill household since uh, COVID and, uh, <laughs> and isolation and quarantine. Uh, adults too. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we, we, we find out, you know, what it is that brings them joy. And um, now you're now looking at where the source of that joy is. Be- because yeah. you know, th- there, there's a good book that tells us where the source of our joy should come from. That's so exactly. if you connect the source of that joy to something other than something that God has 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 allowed in this earth for us to have joy from, then you will be able to, again, redirect and strengthen or redirect totally away from that thing that's meant to give them roots in a, a very hollow place. Right. You know, it's funny you would mention that too, Tony, because I thought about and I shared this with one of my relatives. And that is, remember back in the day when we used to have our 
memorabilia where we would have photographs of when our children were growing up and so yeah. forth. And yeah. I asked one of my family members, I said, well, I'll just come out and say it. I asked my daughter, I said, well, you know, just out of curiosity, I mean, how do we keep memorabilia of the twins when everything's on social media, everything's on Facebook? I mean, will they have to reflect or go back to social media to find out what they looked like when they were little? That's one of the things I mean that we're coming away from some of the norms. Not that that's what everybody does. It's a traditional thing, of course, I've been doing in my family. But I think about that, you know, and also to the effects of what we've done. There are people that have shown themselves spanking children in a negative light, you know, right. different harmful things that have taken place in the lives of children way back when, and they grew up, will social media be around where they can see that and that brings some 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 issues in their life, some mental health issues down the road? I didn't know I was put out there like that. Well, you know, I, I um, have had to address that with my 15-year-old daughter. And mm -hmm. um, when she started uh, high school, she says, um, mom, she says, you remember that video you did of me about my big chop? She says, could you make that private on YouTube? Because I would hate for some of my friends to find it. Right. Wow. So 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 what you're saying is absolutely right. Now, there was nothing derogatory about her big chop video. Right. Um, it, the big chop video was actually unlisted. Um, on my page. So the only people who had the uh, link to it would have been family mm -hmm. members. But she wanted me to make sure that it was absolutely private because she did not want her friends to see it. So um, so what you're saying is definitely true, because as they become older, they're like, I can't believe you put that out there about me, you know, or why would you do that? And you never know how the child will develop and what sensitivities they will have to things that have been posted online about them. And you right. have to also realize that in this particular age and stage that we're in, once you put it out there, it, it, you can't erase it. That, that, that footprint is it, out there. So yeah, it's not private. It's never private. It's never private. Once you put it out there, it's up for grabs. It's up for criticism. It's up for everything. You know, it, I, I know that there will be critics that will look at this conversation and, dialogue and, and they will have something negative to say, you know, from I don't like her glasses to I don't like her earrings, you know, whatever the case may be. So, um, you, you have to realize that once you put it out there, it's fair game. And so when it comes to our young people as adults, we do have to be very cognizant of what we allow to create that footprint of, uh, of our, um, young, our young people who have not right. had that opportunity to create a footprint for themselves. And so when, when, when talking about you know, this age of our young people learning about themselves because we as adults are putting stuff, you know, social media, social media. My husband and I just recently talked about the fact that all of these digital pictures that we have on our phones and our computers, we need to get back to making photo albums. 
photos, books. There are a lot of resources out there now where if you're not into the whole scrapbooking thing and doing the photo albums like our parents did, then just order a photo book through um, various different companies that all you have to do is upload your photos. They can arrange them in a book or you can spend the time and get the joy out of reliving those memories and putting the photos in some sort of a printed format. Because when you go, nobody knows your passwords to your computer or your phone and those memories will be lost. So, you know, again, we're talking about creating roots and memories and things of that nature, because that's a part of who you are. Put those things in a book and print it out so that it's here in tangible form that people will be able to grow from your life. You know, it's funny we mentioned that, Tony, because I rem- I recall when my father passed, you know, and also to when my mother passed, you know, my family and I, we had to remember that we had to uh, not decode, but delete or find a legacy type of format to delete or to remove their page, not to mention the fact um, there's so many nuggets that we don't think about when we utilize social media. I cannot stress enough to people how important it is. When you talk about roots, Tony, um, well, it can run deep in more ways than you can imagine because people get to look like, or shall we say, I'm not even going to use that phrase because it's going to offend somebody. But anyhow, (laughs) anywho, um, you know, we can, I'm going to say it because, you know, Sometimes these pages give people the opportunity to, shall we say, be or look big when little has them. And, Mm -hmm. you know, we're not being negative when we say that. It's just that people need to know and find out the real you. That was one of the real reasons why I believe God gave me the stretch is for us to stretch our relationships, for us to stretch who we really are, whether it be, you know, all made up, dialed up or not, but to have real dialogue, real conversations that matter to people and can change lives and to let people know that better is available. Uh, Life is good and you don't have to pretend that your life is good. We're here to help you make it better, grow and develop into the person that God has created you to be. And that's what really what it what it's all about. You know, I think that um, a lot of people going through their growing phases, um, they post their successes and and that's fine. Um, The last thing that you want to do on social media or any other network is um, pretend to be something that you are not. Um, You know, I always let people know right up front, I'm still a product in the making. Okay. Always. I'm being made over every day. So um, I don't come here to, and I don't sit before you to pretend that I have it all together because I don't. Um, Now, am I going to put myself out here with the pain of my hangnail? I'm not going to do that either. (laughs) But, but, um, you, you know, again, I don't want anyone following a false image of me. And people do intentionally, um, you know, you, but you can see the pain in their eyes. You can see the thirst in their soul. Um, and, And some folks don't realize how thirsty they actually look when they post that 
photo. Oh, I'm having fun at the beach, but you're showing me you're behind and you all tooted up, like, come get it. I mean, so, exactly you know, right. the, the, you know, you're, 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 you're saying, oh, I'm fun. You know, I'm having fun and I'm fulfilled, but you know, the eyes and your posture is communicating something else. So as much as people want to um, hide behind the filters and the film of what they put out here, um, there's always a different message and those who have eyes to see will see. Now, do you throw a rock and a stone at that? Absolutely not. If that's a person that you know, again, we're talking about um, are we divided? Are we connected enough that we do have the boldness to reach out and just send an encouraging word. Hey, saw your yeah, post. That, let, mm-hmm. let me encourage you. Keep living your life, or you know, or something like that. You know, right. not 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 throwing a stone at it, but just letting them know, hey, listen, I see you, and you know, God has better for you. You know, keep keep striving and keep moving forward. Um, so, approach has to be. Um, you know, the approach has to be tactful. But when you see that, and God shows it to you. Um, even through the smiles, you know, even through the propped right. up pro- poses, when he shows you a thirst and a hunger or a desire for something greater, speak to it. Give a word of encouragement. Mm. You know, we are to speak life and give life to things. That's, that's what right. we do. That's exactly right. And that's what I love about what we're doing, because there is power in our words. There's yes. life and death in the power of the tongue. Yes. And I thank God for these platforms. And I always encourage people to utilize these platforms, which, by the way, are free platforms to uh, impart wisdom, to impart real knowledge, real uh, care for people. And also to, um, like you said, the ability to stretch them and to go deeper and go wider and to unpack things that aren't necessarily always comfortable, but to utilize it in a way where we can move forward always in a progressive state. Tony, with that being said, and as we close this morning or this day, um, can you share something encouraging with our listeners and also our viewers today about the significance, and you know, I always go here of being your brother and your sister's keeper. Well, that significance is just knowing that you have the power to add value and nourishment and nutrients to any environment that you're planted in. And so as you are planted, the things around you shall continue to grow. So as you pour into yourself and as you take in nutrients, be sure that you're putting out nutrients. And that is the absolute essence of being your brother or your sister's keeper. Awesome. And also too, Tony, can you tell everyone how they can reach you? You can reach me by logging on to nextlevelplus.org. Awesome. Awesome. I tell you, it is always a blessing to have you joining well, thank us. You. Thank you. I'm telling you, it's always a wonderful time. You already know everybody. She's going to be back again and again <laughs> and again. So I tell you, I just, 
uh, count it an honor to have my friend and to have you with me. Um, and also to uh, thank your family, particularly your husband, for allowing you to give me this kind of time on a Saturday morning uh, to share with you. Everyone, I want to thank you for joining us here on the stretch with Latanya. Hey, you never know when we're going to pop up on your screen. So be on yes. the lookout every single day. We're here to help you maximize your vision your value, and your voice for a greater impact. You already know. God bless you. Take care and always remember to take it to the max. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.